Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to USA Wealth Group's Money Wise Radio Show. I know it's become a favorite of yours because we know how many people it has helped. Uh, many of you listening, I don't know whether you're aware that USA Wealth Group really does help you achieve financial prosperity, and that's why we love listening to Ray Lance, who is our Money Wise Advisor. Good morning, Ray. Good Sunday morning, Phil. Good uh, Sunday morning. Back at you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you for listening every week. We always have a lot of things to talk about, and it's great fun. Mm-hmm. But, um, Phil, you know, I have some really interesting Greek quotations this morning, and one of them made me really think about you. This is a philosopher that we haven't talked about before. His name is Antisthenes, A-N-T-I-S-T-H-E-N-E-S, Antisthenes. But this quotation from him reminded me of something that you might have said, I'm sadly afraid that I must have done some wicked thing. I'm not sure what that means. I do. Oh, okay. Well, we won't tell any stories. <laughs> well, oh, we, my goodness. We're going to talk about some things dealing with uh, finances and, and people's uh, wealth and how to keep it and how to, how to protect it. We're also going to talk today about something very important to a lot of people in the community, even right now as we speak, and that's what do you do if you receive an early retirement buyout offer? And you have the opportunity to make a decision between taking a pension or taking a lump sum amount. Yeah. What's the better choice for you? And it's different for everybody. It's not the same. There is no standard answer. Mm-hmm. And by the way, a lot of times when people get a pension buyout offer and have the choice of taking it either as a lifetime pension or as a lump sum, they often have a 401k account uh, with the same company and they have to make that decision as well. We've seen it with different kinds of corporations, and we've seen it recently with Verizon, for example. Right. But many, many companies in our community, periodically, they will say, you know, we need to cut staff, we need to cut personnel. Uh, the utility companies do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. My own sister worked for the electric company in the greater Worcester area, and they had a buyout offer. Sometimes what they do in for certain kinds of technical positions is, they will make the buyout offer, sever the employment uh, for that individual, um, and then they'll hire them back as a consultant. Mm-hmm. And so we see that happening sometimes. But there are many, many choices, and the problem is usually when you have the opportunity to make these decisions, right. often you've got a very short time window to make that choice. So we're going to be talking about some of these things at seminars that we're doing in the first week in December, But I also want to invite people that if you're ever in this situation and you have to make a quick decision or a decision within a a fixed time frame, you don't have to wait for a seminar. Just make an appointment and come in the office to to see us. And uh, you can reach me at 508-998-8858. So, Phil, we are going to be doing some seminars the first week in December. I think you've got a information on that as well. Mm-hmm. It's on the back side of this piece of paper. <clears throat> right. We're going to be in Wareham on Wednesday, December 3rd. Uh, that's on uh, Cranberry Highway. It's the Social Harmony Lodge Building. Oh, I know it well. When you come off the highway, there's a mobile gas station on the right, and then immediately next door to that is this large A-frame structure. I called it a triangle. <laughs> yeah, it could be a triangle. Well, it's a, I guess it it's could a, be a triangle. I've been in there. 
the social. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. That's yeah. a nice place. It's it a very is. nice facility. It really is. Plenty of parking. And you can eat before, shop afterwards, because the major new mall is right near there. That's right. A lot of development there. And then on Thursday, December 4, we're going to be at Lorenzo's Italian Restaurant mm, in Middleborough. Terrific. Um, both of those seminars, by the way, are evening seminars at 6.30. And on Saturday, December 6, we're going to be in Marion. And this is another uh, Greek name, uh, Pythagorean Lodge. Yes. Named after... Pythagoras. Yes, named after Pythagoras. <laughs> that's going to be on Saturday in the morning at 10 a.m., and that's on the same road where Tabor Academy is located. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. And the topic is going to be called Savvy Social Security and Retirement Income Planning. And we're going to talk about some ideas of how to maximize Social Security benefits and retirement income, make more money safely with no principal risks. So if you're interested in one of these seminars, please call our office. Right. We are going to be doing a mailing to people, but this may or may not be advertised widely in the newspaper. Right. That decision has not been made yet. And it's but we'll free. we'll mention it on the radio. It is free. Mm-hmm. And there is no obligation, just a lot of information to learn. Right. But you do want folks to call and make their reservations. Yes, that's uh, absolutely recommended. Um, Pythagorean Lodge in Marion, for example, although it's an adequate facility, probably can only hold about 40 or 45 people comfortably mm-hmm. and it's on the downstairs so there's no no second floor involved or anything of that nature so it's a nice very nice building i think mm-hmm. a lot of people know where that's located so um let's uh, talk a little bit about some of my other friends and one of the things that we like to show people is how to protect their family and how to protect their money And one of the interesting things that Confucius said was, when prosperity comes, do not use all of it. Very wise. So you have to be a little bit frugal, and if you win the lottery or have a lump sum buyout option, the last thing you'd ever want to do is go out and say, great, I'm going to go out and buy all these things I wanted to buy. It's a great time to have a budget. (laughs) It's a great time to have a budget. It's a great time to have a plan, and especially... Uh, But, you know, sometimes people handle money well and sometimes they don't. So we can help lay out a plan for that. Mm -hmm. Mark Twain, for example, said, Few of us can stand prosperity. Another man's, I mean. (laughs) We all like our own prosperity. Tremendous (laughs) financial problems, the poor guy. He did. He went, uh, he made a lot of money, then he lost a lot of money, and then near the end of his life, he started making money again. But do you know who helped him? No. His saving factor was a local icon, Henry Huddleston Rogers. I didn't know that. Absolutely. He was the one who's responsible for uh, really not having uh, this great uh, American uh, literary icon take his own life. Mm. Yeah, that's how bad it was, Ray. So uh, we have something to be proud of here in Fairhaven. Well, we certainly do. Um he also built many of the landmark buildings in the town of Fairhaven. Yeah. The Unitarian Church, sure. the high school, yeah. and um, I'm sure there's some others that I'm not familiar yeah. with. But he took Mark Twain under his own wing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he did a good thing because yes, uh, Mark Twain was certainly a fascinating man and created much to uh, American literature. Yeah. Have you ever read uh, Huckleberry Finn? Oh, my and, God, uh, years ago. 
Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Uh, great, great stories. Yeah. Well, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, our president, also said something interesting about prosperity. He said, you cannot create prosperity by law. Sustained thrift, industry, application, intelligence are the only things that ever do or ever will create prosperity. But you can very easily destroy prosperity by law. I think we've seen some of that today. We certainly have. <laughs> some of the stories that have come out recently about I know it. the backroom shenanigans of the health care law, for sure. example, are just appalling. They are. They it's, really it's are. It's like pulling the wool over the eyes of the American public. Of the stupid American public. <laughs> or the Congress, for that matter. Oh, the stupid Congress. <laughs> but we won't, we won't talk about politics today, will we? <laughs> our goal is to help uh, our listeners uh, create and protect their wealth. That's what our goal here is. So let me ask this question. What do you do if you have just recently received an early retirement offer? Yeah. Sometimes you can choose to accept it. Um, or not accept it. And sometimes you can say, no, I don't want to do that. I want to continue working. But then if you do that, that retirement bonus, for example, might not be there again. So you have some tough choices to make. Mm. And they usually make it worth your while to say, it's time to leave and do something else with my life. But do you, uh, you have to make some decisions when you're going to accept an early retirement offer. Just as you have to decide whether you want to take a lump sum amount or a pension amount. And one of the things you have to consider is the company's financial health. Now, if you had a company like Verizon, obviously they're a very strong company with a very strong past and strong future. But what if you're taking a buyout offer from a nonprofit organization or possibly a municipal government even? I can't tell you how many people I've seen in my office who've said that they had a retirement pension and now the company is going back retroactively and changing their health benefits, for right. example. And they do it all the time. And they're doing that. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that um, more and more companies are now deciding this is the way to go to trim off some of the higher paid individuals yep. and uh, trim their payroll cost. But you have to look at the company's health, certainly. You have to look at the financial package that's being offered. You want to make sure that your expenses are going to be covered. And that brings us back to our old friend, the budget. If you don't have a budget, you don't know where you're going. So that's the very first thing we do in our office. We say, all right, if we're going to accept this offer, tell me what your living expenses are right now, and let's see what all of your retirement income sources are going to be, and do they match up? Do you have Social Security? Are you old enough to collect Social Security? Should you defer Social Security? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, depending upon the size of the company, if it's not so much a large company, right. you may have the opportunity to negotiate and make a counteroffer back. That's fairly rare with municipalities in right. uh, large nonprofits. It's usually take it or leave it. Mm. Um, I want to suggest to anybody listening that if you're in this situation, one of the things that people don't consider when they're looking at the benefit of the pension versus the lump sum is what's going to happen with the health insurance. Health insurance is a huge cost. So, for example, let's say you're 62 years of age and you have to make this decision. Well, maybe you're not going to be collecting Medicare until you're 65. Mm -hmm. So now you have to cover the cost of health care between age 62 and age 65. 
So one of the things you want to do is make sure that you're you're looking at the health care cost as well. It's not just about the income you get. And very importantly, which is why we're going to be doing another seminar series on Social Security, making sure how and when you're going to collect Social Security is critical to making sure your income is going to last. Um, anyway, you, you have to read the fine print on these documents. If anybody is listening who might be in that category or they think their company might be coming out with an offer, uh, by all means, uh, make an appointment, come in and sit and talk. We'll give you some pointers up front. Um, I've had people fairly recently, and I mean just literally in the last month or so, who had um, received a termination notice with a severance package, and it wasn't much. It was seventeen or $18,000 from a major supermarket chain and they gave the similar notice to about 80 people around New England and this person had to make a decision about do I want to bid for another job within the company they had a couple of openings um, including a night managers position now fortunately this gentleman was able to take advantage of an offer to go on the night shift but it changes your lifestyle and so there are many, many decisions to make. Uh, most important is financial. You know, we, Ray, you were talking about buyouts. I know somebody who isn't uh, in that predicament. However, he may want to move on from where he is. And mm -hmm. if he does, he'll receive only 50% right now. Mm -hmm. And he has another 13 years before he can get 80%. Right. So how do you uh, counsel somebody like that who wants to move on but is sure. stuck? And a lot of people feel trapped into a job and feel like they have to stay there because they need the pension. Right. Well, we're going to look at a lot of things. What are your skills? What is your education? Uh, what is your budget? Could you get by without this job? Could you get by on a 50% pension? And are you planning to do something else? So we actually have a whole checklist for people to look at for things like that. Mm -hmm. It's not a simple decision, but sometimes the stress of working where you are means that it's no longer worthwhile for you to continue doing that job. I mean, let's face it, many jobs are stressful, or a boss or an employer can be very stressful, can right. create stress, and you can't always change that. But, you know, one of the things that's hap happening right now in this country is that... Um, Something like uh, last year, 58% of companies surveyed in this country had previously offered lump sums to former employees or planned to do so in order to reduce the expense. This is a totally different environment from what it used to be even five or ten years ago. Companies are looking for ways to cut costs and Making sure that uh, their expensive employees don't stay on is, is one example. Um, they even have a, a phrase for it. It's called pension stripping. Hmm. Make them retire earlier, reduce the pension cost, and reduce the high personnel cost. Uh, Bell retirees have gone through that recently. Um, AT&T, some of the utility companies, Ford Motor Company has done that. So it's not just, it's not just government that does it. It's... it's like I said, it's also nonprofits and so forth. The great pension sell-off. Now, why should you accept your company's buyout offer? Well, for one thing, it may not come back again. You have to think about the fact that this might be a one-time offer. 
Um, are they uh, negotiable ever or <clears throat> or mostly not? Mostly not. Mostly they have, here's the package, take it or leave it. And often it's accompanied by something very subtle, and they will say, you don't have to take this buyout offer. You know, you're a longtime loyal employee. You can continue working. But we're not sure there will be another buyout offer come along again. Not only that, we may have to go through a layoff in the company in the future, and we can't guarantee what happens. So, you know, the writing is usually on the wall, and they make it very clear. And if you're on the list of somebody who is a candidate for a buyout, you know, it's almost like you have a target on your back. You know, they really are, are, they really want you out. And so to answer your question, the first offer you get is almost as good as it's going to get. And it's a very rare situation that you'd be able to mm-hmm. negotiate something better. But it might also be a good opportunity. Maybe it is time to spend more time with your family, uh, do some other hobby. Uh, just this past week, I was with a gentleman who um, is retired from... 31 years working for the Navy on the civilian side, and um, he is an expert furniture maker. I mean, he has, I had a nice tour of his house uh, about a week ago, and he has built grandfather clocks and tables and headboards for beds and just exquisite things that he's built. So maybe you have something that you'd really like to do other than just work for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and that's that's clearly a factor to consider Uh, no question about that and we have to think about this all the time and I I keep teaching people but sometimes you have to say things over and again Ben Franklin for example said tell me and I forget teach me and I remember involve me and I learn that's part of my philosophy we want to make sure that when you sit down with us um, then you're going to make the right decisions. But you can't do this in a vacuum, and we're able to ask you questions that would not have occurred to you necessarily. Right. So you have a choice. And you know who says something interesting about choices, Phil? Who's that? Mr. Aristotle. By the way, do you think he had more than one name? I, I keep wondering. <laughs> I should research that sometime. I just don't know. But Aristotle once said, what lies in our power to do it lies in our power not to do. How wise. <laughs> he must have been scolding a young child. Or, or maybe that's something that has to be told to all people of Greek heritage. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, so do you take a lump sum or do you take a cash buyout? Yeah. We talked about reasons why the, the buyout offer may not come around again if you don't take it this time. So let's talk about some reasons to take a lump sum or reasons to take a pension payment instead well again it depends on how the pension is structured and so let's say you took a pension that's going to last just your life that might not be a good option because if you do that and then you die a year later then there's nothing left for somebody else and the value of your pension is simply disappears or what if you're married and maybe you're going to select Option B, for example, and they vary uh, options A, B, and C. One of the options will typically say, I'm going to take less money now, but if I die, the pension will continue for the rest of the life of my surviving spouse as well. Mm-hmm. And right. that's okay as long as you don't get divorced. Um, and then another option might be, well, 
you're going to get a little bit less money now, but your surviving spouse is going to get 50% of your pension or 75%. And so within those choices, you can make different decisions. But it's going to make a difference on what your budget is. And if you want to select that so there's a benefit for your surviving spouse, you want to make sure that that's going to be enough income for the surviving spouse to live on as well. So it's not an easy, quick decision, and you have to ask, do I have longevity in my family? Do I have medical or health issues? Is my pension likely to last? And is the pension likely to be there? When we come back in a minute, we're going to talk about the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation because there's some misconceptions about that. A lot of people think, well, if I take the pension, it's always going to be guaranteed by the federal government. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. There are some big exceptions to that. So stay tuned. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about whether you're better off to take a lump sum or whether you're better off to take a pension, and if so, which pension choice. And I want to remind you that you're listening to MoneyWise, and um, if you are interested in learning more in-depth information about retirement income and Social Security planning, Um, call the office and make an appointment to come to one of our seminars the first week in December. They're going to be in Wareham, Middleborough, and Marion. We'll repeat the information right after we come back, and uh, we'll see you in just a minute. Welcome back to the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys. Sunday mornings, 8 to 9 o'clock right here on AM 1420 WBSM with Ray Lance and USA Wealth Group that advises you in ways that really creates financial stability and security, which really is essential to your financial independence. Very interesting first portion of the program and uh, the seminars, of course, if folks want to sign up, Ray, they can do so by calling your number, 508-998-8858. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be happy to see you, and uh, we'll be happy to give you some information that I can uh, promise will be more information than what you have right now about Social Security and retirement income planning. You know, our famous uh, philosopher Plato once said, better a little which is well done than a great deal imperfectly. Love it. And it's sort of the philosophy that guides our office. We want to make sure that when we give out advice and we give out information, we want it to be the best that can be provided. Right. We've seen a lot of changes in this country and what's happened with pensions. It used to be in the time of my father's generation. He served in the military for 20 years. He had a pension from the Marine Corps. And uh, he retired from the Marine Corps, and he was about 38 years old because he went in very early. And then he went to work for one other company, an insurance company in Worcester during his life, and he managed the entire building maintenance, and he had a second pension. And his father had worked 40 years for the post office. So those were the days in which typically people could count on working in one job, one place, have a pension, retire, and have income to support themselves. Mm-hmm. It's much more complicated today. Right. You have to plan to look out for yourself. Uh, there's a gentleman named Michael Moore who has written some wonderful books on um, the follies in Washington. And one of the things he wrote about pensions was that 
under Reagan came the idea of putting your pension plan in the stock market, which wasn't a guaranteed pension. But that's the first time that that really happened was under President Reagan. And by the way, I'm not opposed to the stock market by any means. Uh, it has its place, and um, it's a good place to make money. Uh, it can also be a place to lose money. We like to see people get fairly conservative. But, you know, a lot of people have pensions, even in the NFL, even in the National Football League. Uh, they have a pension plan. Um, so one of the famous people in our country, uh, I say famous people, I'm not saying he was a good person necessarily, but he was a famous person, said, my NFL, my NFL pension can barely pay my son's tuition. You know, it's very little money. It was O.J. Simpson. Um, but um, let's come back and talk about the choice between pension, having a pension over time versus taking a lump sum amount. And we have something in this country called the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. And a lot of people think that there's a government agency that backs up all the pensions. Well, that's not necessarily the case, number one. And number two, they're not in a good financial position right now. They have actually, uh, they're operating at a huge deficit of $38 billion at the moment. Mm -hmm. So you can't necessarily count on uh, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation backing up a pension. When you have private companies, whether it's a General Electric or Ford or the automobile companies or Verizon or any of those larger companies, uh, they typically have their pension plans guaranteed so that if they ever had financial difficulties, which as we know uh, Chrysler did and General Motors did and so forth, right. then their pensions are generally considered to be secure, except for the fact that the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation just can't keep bailing out municipalities and so forth. But the uh, Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation does not insure uh, federal, state, and local municipal government pensions, like City of Sacramento, California filed for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island filed for bankruptcy. And one of the first things they look to do is to cut down on their health costs and cut down on their pension costs. So... Sometimes when you're, when you're uh, leaving the employment of one of those kinds of organizations, a municipality, if you have the opportunity to take a lump sum and control your own destiny, you could be better off. Sure. But military pensions are not guaranteed. 401ks are not guaranteed. Uh, profit sharing plans are not guaranteed. Thrift savings plans are not guaranteed. Um, at least once or twice a month, I'm helping somebody who has retired from the federal government, and they've got a thrift savings plan. It's a little bit like a 403B or 401K. Um, and we tell people that if you retire as a teacher and you've got a 403B, don't leave it there. If you retire from a corporation and you've got a 401K, you shouldn't leave it there. If you retire from the federal government and you've put money aside yourself and you have a thrift plan, don't leave the money there. There's some tax things that you can't do. Um, you can't do a direct stretch out of those accounts, for example. So if you have a younger beneficiary who's going to inherit it, if they don't make the right kinds of decisions, uh, they can end up um, not uh, paying the right amount of taxes. They can pay too much tax money. 
We've mentioned this on the show before. If you have a 401k, and I'll sort of lump those together generally, um, you have many more investment choices if you uh, control that yourself by putting it into an IRA account. And we help people all the time take 401k money and put it into a retirement account. Same thing with 403bs and thrift plans. It's just not suitable to keep those, keep your assets there when you retire. Get it out to an IRA for yourself. But the interesting thing that happens, uh, we find that sometimes when people take, uh, let's say somebody takes a lump sum uh, buyout from their company, they will often have a 401k as well. So often we'll help them roll over not only their pension plan lump sum, but their 401k lump sum. Um, the reason that the companies are offering these plans, as I said, uh, the, the companies are looking to limit their risks and reduce their risk and reduce their employment costs. And unfortunately, they give you a fairly short time to consider lump sum versus pension. But we can go through and do a financial analysis and show you the different kinds of choices. Um, it's not the same answer for everybody. If someone has... Uh, no spouse, no children, they're a single person working, they might be better off taking the pension. Uh, they don't have to worry about it and think about it. But if somebody has other beneficiaries and relatives that they want to take care of, sometimes they're better off with a lump sum. Right. That's a gross generalization. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the way we analyze that, like I said, is by studying your budget first, mm -hmm. and then we'll, we'll tell you what the choices are. Um, so I've got many, many articles. If people are interested in reading some of the articles, let me know. We'd be happy to send you the articles. And the other important tip I want to give today, um, if you are doing any kind of retirement, but this rule applies to everyone, make sure you've got beneficiary designations on your IRAs, your 401Ks, your 403Bs. Uh, if you can't put your hands on that today, just fill out a new one. Do a new one. But that's going to be even more important when you make a uh, proper retirement decision. And the other thing that's really important is when you have to make your decision about whether to take a lump sum or whether to take a um, pension plan uh, payout instead, it's not just looking at that one item in isolation. You right. really have to take a look at what else do you have? Do you have Social Security? And uh, do you have other things that need to factor into that equation? Mm -hmm. So, you know, in uh, 2008, when the real estate market blew up, it didn't just hurt the real estate values in people's houses. Right. Uh, it also impacted it their pension plans. Sure, of course. And fortunately, in the last few years, we've been able to see pension plans recovering. So if you're now in a position where you have the ability to choose early buyout options, uh, this is probably a good time to do it because there has been some reasonable recovery, not full recovery, but some reasonable recovery in the value of your lump sum pensions. And um, think of your pension now if you're younger and start saving. Um, most people become spendthrifts when they're young and they don't think about savings. I see it all the time. I see people, I saw people last week, for example, that are about eight years away from retirement, and they have a company retirement plan, uh, 401k, where the company provides a match. 
but the employee is not putting in enough money to get the full match. Okay. And so you're basically just taking money and throwing it out the window. So I tell people, if you're... Uh, if your company has a match on a 401k plan, make sure you contribute always at least enough that you're going to get the maximum match. Otherwise, you're just throwing money away. But people in general don't place trust in their government or company pension plans. Um, they feel that they have to be self-reliant. And we can show people how to do that. And some of the things, we do a lot of work with um, deferred annuities and indexed annuities, as we've talked about on the show before. But some of those products are really very impressive today because the principal is fully protected on the downside. It can't go down. And yet you can participate if the overall economy is doing well and going up. I had one client who just this past week reached the two-year anniversary on her contract. And her rate of return, she doesn't even know this yet because I, uh, I won't call her until next week. But her two-year rate of return was 20.83%. And we practically had cheers and toasts in the office. Wow. Uh, And that's on top of bonuses. That's never guaranteed. You can't guarantee what that's going to be because it's tied into how well the S&P 500 index is doing. But you know what? If the index had gone down, she wouldn't have lost any money. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing some really good returns right now. And if you have interest in that, we're happy to send you some information or, or give you some information. If you're looking at an early buyout offer, a retirement choice you have to make, do a pre-retirement checklist. As I said, it's not just about the money. It's also about what are you going to do? Don't just assume that you're going to walk out the door one day and everything is going to be fine. You're going to wake up the same hour on Monday morning and say, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do today? Right. So have a plan. I mean, are you going to volunteer your time? Do you have some goals? Are you going to travel? Or are you going to go back to work again? Um, But don't just assume that with an early buyout, all of a sudden, two or three weeks, you're out the door and you don't have a plan for what you're going to do. Yes. I mean, it's a culture shock. Mm -hmm. And... um, The other thing we tell people is not only do a pre-retirement checklist, and we're happy to help you with that, make sure you check out your own estate plan as well. Make sure your documents are in order. All these things are so critically important. So if you uh, are looking at these kinds of choices, get some professional advice. If you have an advisor you're working with, fine. At least go see that advisor and make sure they're going to give you some information as well. Right. And I want to remind people that um, we are doing, at USA Wealth Group, we're doing some seminars called Savvy Social Security and Retirement Income Planning. I actually have uh, clients that I've done work for in the Worcester area, and they've asked to be notified. They're going to drive down from Worcester to go Excellent. to the seminar. They're free. They're free seminars, uh, ideas on how to maximize your Social Security benefits. Mm-hmm. It's not as simple as you think and how to maximize your retirement income. The uh, seminars are going to be offered on Wednesday, December 3, at Social Harmony Lodge in Wareham. That's right on Route 28, Cranberry Highway, uh, 6.30 in the evening for an hour and a half. Thursday, December 4, we're going to be at Lorenzo's Italian Restaurant in Middleborough. That's on West Grove Street, also at 6.30. 
Oh, um, we're actually doing an afternoon seminar on that day, too. Oh, you're having two. Okay. We're having two on that day. One so at you... 2 o'clock and one at 6.30. Okay, 2 o'clock and 6.30. That's right. two, uh, mean Thursday, December 4th. Correct. Okay. And then on Saturday, December 6th, we will be at the uh, Pythagorean Lodge building, 13 Spring Street in Marion. That's the same road that goes right through the middle of Tabor Academy. And give us, uh, do you have a physical reference point where the Pythagorean Lodge is? There's a school right across the street, okay. but I don't know what kind of a school yeah, it is. That's fine. But there's a school. Okay. Past Tabor Academy? Yes. Okay. So if you came off uh, 195, for example, and um, came down to Route 6, it went straight across. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you Past. go right through Tabor Academy, yeah. and it's about a mile down on the left-hand side. Beautiful. Marion is a beautiful town oh, anyway. Terrific. Yes. So if you're anywhere within... Comfortable distance on that Saturday morning. Uh, it's it's a nice time to do that, but we do ask if you could make a reservation ahead of time. We need to plan for food and number of seats that we have and so forth. And just give uh, someone in my office a call at five zero eight nine nine eight 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 five eight. We'll be thrilled to have you there, and I guarantee you're going to walk out with something that you don't know before. So. Treat retirement as a serious point in your life when you need to really evaluate where you're going. Right. And it's not just about, I'm going to sit home and do new projects. You're going to run out of new projects. You need to think of other things to do. And how to create a little bit more money. <laughs> how to create a little bit more money. How to do some good for your community. Yes. Come back. Maybe Very join important. an organization. Yep. Um, and, you know, how retirement is handled sometimes uh, leads to issues. I know that sometimes there are class action lawsuits. Um, I know that last year, I don't know if it's still ongoing, there was a worker suit filed over um, a Verizon retirement plan handoff. What they were doing is they shifted everybody's pension obligations over to Prudential Financial. And some people didn't like that and thought it wasn't appropriate. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know the status of that. I just know that there was a lot of unhappy people at the time when that occurred. Mm-hmm. But um, if you think about some key points in your life, um, certainly when you graduate from school, certainly when you get married, if you're married, certainly when you decide to take a particular job, and certainly when you decide to retire. I mean, that's a key point. That's a key turning point in anybody's life. But don't assume that you're going to make all the right decisions without knowing more about what your pension choices are. Uh, It's pretty complicated. And uh, we're happy to help you through that. As I said, for some people, we'll recommend and suggest that you might be better off keeping the pension payout. Um, probably for more people, we tend to recommend doing the lump sum mm-hmm. payout. Has anyone ever approached you with the same principle, but it happens to apply to a lottery ticket winning? Whether yes. one should yes. receive a lump sum or take uh, payments over the years. Um, <laughs> I had somebody on the Cape, for example, who hit Mega Millions fairly large. I won't mention the amount, but it was more than $20 million. Oh, beautiful. And um, <laughs> That is awesome. It was really a cute story because this person happened to have had a, a season ticket. Uh, so they had an ongoing fixed number. Oh, wow. And it was in just 
one person's name. It wasn't in both husband and wife's name. Okay. And so I got a call and I was asked, so I'm trying to be very careful how I describe this story. <laughs> I was asked, um, should I put the ticket in the name of both of us before we go to cash in the ticket? And I said, absolutely. It'll give you many more tax planning choices. So the next day I got a call and said, would you like to come with us when we go up to the lottery? And I said, sure, I'd be happy to do that. And uh, we talked on the way up. And when we get up there, um, the one spouse who had the ticket in their name, I see I'm not using pronouns here on purpose, <laughs> said, um, you know, why don't you wait in the uh, Braintree, Sheridan Braintree Tara across the street and we'll go over there and then we'll come back and we'll have some coffee or something together. So I said, okay. So then we sat down and... Uh, the person had received a the first check on an installment. I think that was a time when you didn't have the choice of taking the lump sum versus the pension payout. Mm -hmm. But it was a significant amount of money. It was just under a million dollars after taxes. My goodness. Per year for 20 years. And um, I was asked, would you like to see the check? And I said, yes, I'd like to see the <laughs> check. And I looked at the check. It was pretty impressive. And then the other spouse said, could I see the check too? <laughs> so the decision had been made that the the lottery ticket and the checks remained in the name of one spouse only. <laughs> so money makes a difference in people's lives sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, certainly, certainly does. Yep. But um, sooner or later we pay one way or the other. That's right. That's <laughs> Whether right. we pay in money or some other fashion. But... Um, most people, when they win the lottery, actually tend to take the lump sum. Uh, they take the tax hit right away, and they want the lump sum because then they figure they can do more and spread the money around to family members, invest it, whatever they choose to do. And in some ways, the principle is the same when you're looking at a decision about taking a lump sum. Although we encourage people, don't go out and just start spending this money. If you have something you need to pay off or something you need to purchase or somebody you need to help, that's a good use for some lump sum money. But mostly we want to see people get it back into something that's going to be producing for them. And we'll sense. create, you know, bonus returns up front and sure. so forth. Sure. So they're not easy decisions. They're not difficult decisions. But you want to make sure you're making the right decision. That's it. And protect I probably what you've have, accumulated. Sure. I probably have 10 different articles on just this subject alone that I'd be happy to provide if somebody is interested or just call the office and come in. There isn't any obligation. And we'll go through an analysis. We will ask you to get organized a little bit with some information, especially your budget. We want to make sure you're going to have enough money to live on in retirement. And I tell people all the time now, it really isn't a question about what do you have for assets or what do you have for lump sum when you retire. The real question is, are you going to have enough retirement income to live on? Right. Because... More people are living not just 20 years in retirement, but they're living 30 years and more in retirement. Everybody's living longer. Right. So you want to make sure that these decisions are going to last for you. You know, Is your pension going to give you a cost of living increase every year? Mm -hmm. Or can you make more money if you took that same amount of dollars and put it in something that was creating a higher return for you? These are things you have to consider. You know, I was wondering, Ray. Sure. At your seminars, what are some of the, the 
common questions that are asked that are consistent, whether you're, uh, you know, at the Social Harmony Lodge or whether you're uh, at your office? Sure. Well, when it comes to Social Security, um, I see a lot of people who, unfortunately, have already made a decision about what to collect. And sometimes they'll ask the question about, can I reverse this? Mm -hmm. Can I put the money back in and wait a little longer before I collect it? And the short answer to that is, yes, you can if you do it within one year from the time you started to collect. Good to know. That's an example. Yes. Other than that, um, more of the questions are, can I put my money someplace where it's going to be both safe and make a decent return? Great question. The, the banks eventually will get higher on their CD rates, but it's still going to be a long while before that happens. And I mean, look at a country like Japan. Japan is what right. about year fifteen right now, right. with zero percent interest. Um, that's you can't live on fixed income with that. You've got to do something different to make right. sure that your income is going to last and mm-hmm. your income is going to be sufficient. But I, we get asked a lot of questions about Social Security, and um, we're happy to answer those questions. We also supply. Uh, handout information. Mm-hmm. If you have interest in coming to one of the seminars in December, we'll be talking about it again. Just call the office at 508-998-8858. You can call now, even though the advertising material hasn't gone out yet. And this, by the way, will be our last seminar series for the year. Okay. Because obviously, we're not going to do seminars between Christmas and New Year's. Nobody would pay attention. But um, let us help you, ladies and gentlemen. And if you are going to be looking at early retirement, retirement in general, 401k rollovers, and pension choices, we have a lot of experience in that area. We'll be happy to help you. So stay tuned. Keep listening. Let us know how we can help you. And thank you, Phil. It's always a pleasure to be here. Likewise. Thank you, Ray. Looking at your face. Through the microphone. (laughs) And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, You have made Money Wise with the Money Guys a number one listened to show on Sunday mornings, and we are so grateful. And let's continue next Sunday morning, 8 to 9 o'clock, same time here on WBSM. Yes, we'll be talking about Medicare next week. Until then, so long, everybody.